podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of the Leaves That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by James. Hello. And Rocco. Hello. We are recording this in the aftermath of the uh, footballing weekend from hell. We did what we, we, you know, we played our bit and we lost to Manchester City as expected. Did everything that we could. Burnley held up their end of the bargain by going and beating Watford, which, you know, even Norwich went there and beat them. So that's to be expected. Although the circumstances were galling. And uh, then... uh, yeah, Jordan Pickford decided to be the best goalkeeper on the planet for uh, for an afternoon. So, yeah, wh- where are we all at headspace-wise? Well, I think it's remarkable that Norwich might actually get off the bottom of the table and Watford go bottom. <laughs> Start with the big news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not like, I don't know, it all just feels inevitable, doesn't it? At the, like right now, and I'm I'm past the point of being... Uh, emotionally charged by it. I'm just kind of floored by it, to be honest. It's a bit like, you know, when Dallas went down yesterday, you could tell straight away he was badly injured and you just thought, poor guy. And you sort of knew it was coming because of all the, well, not knew it was coming, but so many people cursed it in the week by saying that the crazy run he's been on in the team, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, well, cheers, lads. He's due a, he's due a nasty injury, isn't he? Yeah, I what? think I'm the same as you, Jimbo. Um, it's not looking good, is it? Like, I, I've i been positive all season until Bielsa was sacked. And then, like, after the Villa game, that was the first time I thought we were definitely going to go down. Um, but then things change. And then, you know, the Wolves game, when you see Bamford sat crying on the touchline and we're 2-0 down, you're thinking, you know, we're doomed again. And then it all turns around again. So I'm hoping for another twist, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm struggling now. I, I think there's very little to be positive about at the moment, apart from being 17th. Wow. Let's go through uh, the, the game. I mean, how much of a blow do you think it was losing Liam Cooper in the warm up? Oh yeah. Massive. He's been so good since he came back. Um, and we definitely needed that sturdiness against Man City. I mean, we were playing so rigid and very defensive um, and he would have definitely benefited that. But, you know, again, it's Sod's Law, how much we've been talking about. Leeds been tighter in uh, set pieces, and then we let in two goals from set pieces. So, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know whether Cooper could have changed that, but it was definitely just a big miss for the team. Yeah, I was really looking forward to seeing a, uh, a back four with Strike and Cock protecting them. It was going to be going to be great 1996 97 all over again but uh, it wasn't to be but yeah it's an interesting one with you know click coming in for Cooper when there's obviously Cresswell and, and then Lorente on the bench I know he said that Lorente wasn't fully fit so yeah maybe he doesn't believe in Cresswell as as much as some people um you know have so much faith in him uh, it's a bit of a not a slap in the face but it, I'd say that's a bit of a setback for Cresswell he, he must have thought you know, he's, he's well, it's Man City. Maybe that played a part in it and he wanted to protect him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, to to throw the whole, well, maybe not the whole system, but yeah, to, to change the plans quite significantly with Click coming in was surprising, really. It's quite weird that Marsh and Click have been having like 
little set twos on the touchline the last mm. few games, aren't they? And I don't, I don't know if you want to read into that too much, but yeah, something seems a bit off there. I don't, I don't know whether it's because there's so much pressure on clicking away when you think about it, because we are playing more central and we are playing more direct through the middle. So is there like an added pressure for him to do something that maybe he can't do or he just doesn't understand it? Or there's, you know, there's obviously something going on there. Rocco, did you, I know you weren't at the game. Did you watch the game live? Uh, no, I was due to watch it in the departure lounge, but my flight was delayed, so I couldn't watch any of it. So I watched the rerun this morning. And to be honest, I don't know whether, like, I know that it's a difference when you're at the game, you get a different feel for things, because a lot of people after the game were fairly positive. You know, the general consensus seemed to be that if we play like that, we should be all right. And I don't know if it's because I knew the score or just because I'm feeling so down about it all, but I was not impressed at all. I thought we were pretty hopeless going forward. I mean, you know, it's just, it's like, not like kick and rush in terms of long balls, but everything's so rushed and like nothing comes off. I'm not, well, maybe it is the tactics, but you know, it's the players just can't seem to pass to each other. So I I thought City had a really easy game and like for Marsh to come out and say that he felt, it felt like a win, honestly, like, you know, I, I don't know what level of football you'd have to be at to, to play that game and, and come out of it feeling like a win unless you're, I don't know, like Boreham Wood or, you know, someone absolutely horrific. I haven't, <laughs> but... I haven't seen his comments, but if, if he meant them in the context of at the end of the game, you've got the entire ground singing and, and it was a huge thing. It felt like the atmosphere of a team who had won. If he was relating it to the performance, then he's a crazy man who's trying to convince himself of something that isn't actually there. But if yeah, he, I think but the, he was. the fans were magnificent. Yeah, and I, I think he was talking about the performance because um, you know he was saying at the time he was saying how you know it shouldn't have been a four 0 game, and you know he was he was happy with a lot of it. Um, so yeah, but now the fans obviously are absolutely phenomenal, absolutely incredible support as always. Really, all season they've just been amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're getting to the point where you're thinking that that we deserve we deserve a lot more. Obviously, um, hard in it. Feel I feel feel for us all. I mean, the reality is it was a four 0 game because that's what happened. And I've I've said this a few times, and it just it did feel as though it was like a. I think this might be the right word, but I've never used it before. Microcosm of our season in that it was <laughs> like conceded from set pieces injuries big like big injuries that have hindered us missing glorious chances or half chances or like rodrigo going through like if you watch that everton it like where the, the look bit comes in and other skill bits everton today had one chance that broke to them by one mistake and and that is the difference at this level and people said that teams will punish you if you make a mistake like that we make mistakes all the time and get severely punished but when we get given mistakes like rodrigo's running in from the halfway line he needs a shoot or square it and he managed neither that was atrocious let's let's not dress it up that was atrocious rodrigo didn't have a good game yesterday did he james no not really um and it's difficult in that scenario as well because everyone's been saying that dan james isn't <laughs> The uh, isn't the striker that we want him to be, and then we've put someone up there who could be a striker, and then he hasn't had the best game ever. But I think it is just kind of 
overall, like Rocco said, you know, passes aren't coming off and the intention of what we're trying to do just isn't working. Um, and I agree. Like, I, I don't think we were very good yesterday at all, but um, because we basically just tried to park it for a lot of the game and, and hope that we eventually got a chance that we could take. And yeah, we're not the team that are clinical, unfortunately, and we don't, we don't take our chances. Um, the best teams of the Premier League do. Spurs game is one that makes me just think of clinicism and they were so good. Like the F the chances that they got, they pretty much they pretty much nailed them. And you know, that is the difference between our attackers and Son and Kane, you know, players like that. So yeah, it's just it's just annoying. It, I, I think this is this is what you get when you're out of the Premier League for so long as well. You know, you've got clubs that have been able to really invest gain some traction over the years and have built up squads gradually that are worth a lot of money. And it's, it's, you know, it's hard for us to do that, but I still think we should have invested something last summer and even, you know, taken on some loans in, in January as well, because it's, we've got so many players that are playing out of, out of position and, and aren't necessarily strong in those positions. And it's just, it just feel all of a sudden it just feels messy. I think Bielsa was so good at kind of, masking the insecurities of our of our our side and and getting the most out of players that it it really is showing now i mean you said insecurities i'd say inadequacies like that it doesn't need to be that kind we all know that he took over a mid-table lower mid-table championship club and turned water into wine with those players like he, he got absolute magic out of every single one of them it it was brilliant and when you take out, someone said earlier, I saw a quote about when you kill the golden goose, like <laughs> what what are you left with? And you can, you can go back to that all the time. I think there's going to be a, a lot of time for going through and picking through a lot of these things. One of the things that I think we've seen over these last couple of weeks that you were sort of talking about then is Everton and Burnley are established Premier League clubs who know how to grind out and do the dirty stuff. And we are not. And Watford and Norwich clearly are not. And uh, so when it comes into this kind of battle, do, I, I just saw then it pinged on my phone, the notification from The Athletic, and it was a rehash of Phil Hayes' article from earlier today saying that the club are hoping that the fans are going to help get them over the line. It's like, yeah, yeah, when we're down to relying on the fans, what about the players on the pitch? <laughs> nice one. Right, back to the game. Let's get like all this ranting will, you know, will just continue to happen. That they they got an early goal. In that first 10 minutes, we pegged ourselves back. And then as soon as they scored, we pressed far further up the pitch. We let them have the ball in entirely in that half. I think we showed them too much respect in that first 10 minutes and until the goal. What do you think? Yeah, we we definitely did. Um, well, I mean, so saying that we showed them too much respect, it's a it's a bit of a funny thing to say when you're playing City, but I think we showed ourselves too much disrespect, and and this is something that that it's always come down like something I've always thought is that at the end of the day, when you sat Bielsa like they did for losing to those teams, the board are pretty much saying. Like Bielsa believed in you lot to the t you know to the players, but we don't you know we don't believe that you're and you know the results showed they weren't good enough to 
do what Bielsa wanted him to do in the last few weeks of his reign. Like now we're going into games against Man City, even though we took four points off from last season and we're just, you know, we're just relenting. And and it like I, that, that game against Liverpool at Anfield and people, you know, I've put some out on Twitter and I got like about 150 comments you know, calling me a moron, um, you know, the Liverpool game Anfield, we did compete with them. And honestly, I was stood there on the bloody cop. It was horrible. But I was stood there watching, thinking, and respecting the players because they were going, still going hell for leather. Like it was only 4 0 going into injury time. And we conceded those two goals, which was so annoying. But like, I was still proud of the players. But how can you be proud of a team that just turns up? And we all knew this was going to happen. Like, Leeds aren't good enough defensively to sit back and hold Man City at bay. It's just not going to happen. It's just another different way to lose, as other people have said. And, you know, you oh, you know, you can't say, oh, we defended well, but we conceded two set pieces. You're going to give away set pieces against Man City and they're good at them and we're not good at defending them. So, you know, it's just not a tactic that's going to work. And it, yeah, it really, it just, just annoys me. I want to see, you know, my personal uh, preference, I want to see Leeds going for it. I want to see him just up and at him and going for it. And what other score is the score will be. I don't like sitting back and just bending over for Man City, which is what it seemed like. What we worked for, for three plus years, we have like totally sold out on. We, at, at the first sign of trouble, we, we didn't stick by it. I, I think... There were positives in the first half, though. And, and I know it's easy to say because they did ultimately that, that, that if under any pressure, they could just go and score another goal. But what kind of positives did you take out of the game, James? God, it's really hard to pluck positives out when you've lost 4 now, isn't it? But um, to be honest, I don't I don't really know because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling exactly like Rocco, really, in that you know everything that we've built towards has suddenly been rugged from underneath us. And... Uh, and it is it it definitely is that kind of thing where you're going into the game thinking you've got a good chance of losing here, so let's just sit back. Well, if you got think you've got a good chance of losing and we need points to to stay up, just go for it. Like what like we've literally got nothing to lose. And I and I think that's the thing that irks me a little bit as well, is that this whole idea that uh Marsh had sold into the club and they they obviously bought into was this evolution from Bielsa and for me, it's like it's polar opposite. You know, we've, we're playing. We went from playing as this really wide ultimate attacking team to being incredibly narrow, and then sitting deep trying to soak up pressure from one of the well, the one of the top teams in Europe, basically. And positive wise, I think it's all I can really say is the fans because not a lot of positive things happened in that game. So, um, but you know, that's not gonna. Fill a podcast. Yeah, it's not going to fill a podcast. All right, I did. I haven't seen it back, I, but I'm going to lay out an equation that I find confusing. <laughs> Foul somebody else and break your own leg. <laughs> You've watched it on Leeds. the telly. Explain it to me. Explain it to me. Is it just leads that? Like, is that what it is? Or it seems to be done. It. Yeah. It, I mean, it is just unlucky, and uh, yeah, I think with the injuries, like we're so. We're so committed. We're so full-blooded. Like we, you know, we're so combative um, and brave. You know, going for every ball. You know, some of them that we, you know, have no right to win. 
Um, I think that's why we've picked up so many injuries at the end of the day. And even in training, I imagine the players train with that intensity they will have done under Bielsa. So, you know, even, you know, Bielsa used to go on about how they're not muscular injuries, they're impact injuries. So it's not, it's not due to the training, but, you know, I think just the way Leeds play, you're probably more susceptible to picking up unfortunate injuries like what Dallas did. You know, another player might not have gone for that ball. Um, I don't know. I, I was half expecting uh, Tierney to give him a red card as he was being stretched off. <laughs> but have some of that. Oh, God. Well, here's another question. As we look towards next weekend, should should Gellhart be starting? I think he really should. I mean, you know, he he was seemed to be the the bright spark. I mean, that when he played Dan James, and that was absolutely brilliant. I just thought that was top class. You know, the way he waited and the you know the weight of the pass as well. Uh, he also sent Rafinha away um, when uh, again, like Rafinha's. I don't know. Just nothing's coming off for him at the moment. He seems. I don't know if he's just, you know, not picking the right options or being greedy, but, you know, there's a couple of times where he should be laying it across the box and he goes for a shot and it's blocked all the time. Um, ah, yeah. Anyway, that's something else. Yeah, Joffy should start. <laughs> Rafinha, there seems to be a debate in the fans because obviously today seems to be the day where plenty of fans who previously had considered it to be inconceivable that we would get relegated and now decided that we're absolutely down despite having 12 points to play for. So uh, the whole, oh, well, Rafinha's not pulling his weight anyway, that kind of thing starts. Is he pulling his weight? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't think collectively they are really, but I don't really think that that's their fault. They've had, you know, granted, I think things probably did need to change in the Bielsa system. But now that we've had a complete overhaul and they're working to different tactics and a different way of playing from what they've been effectively brought up on, um, you know, it, it's kind of they're in for a hiding, aren't they? Really, and it's uh, I don't think I don't think we're talking enough about the board's decisions. Like, I, I mean, we are talking about, it, but we're not talking about it enough on here. And I, and I, I am at the point now where I think we should, and I just think they've made massive mistakes and even this whole um narrative around you know we don't want a big squad we don't want to invest too like basically don't want to invest too much in kind of building it and trying to develop players to come through it's like like what what is that you know like no one else in the premier league to stay in it is is doing that and it and it feels like we have to remember that neither Orta or Radrizani have been in the Premier League before. So they're not coming from a place of experience. They're coming from a place of opinion. And I think that's the the thing that we've all, the trap that we've all sort of fallen into in it, and we've fallen into it far too late. Whereas I think really we should have put, as fans, put a lot more pressure on them to to, to sign someone, regardless of whether, whether it would have done anything, but we should have been more vocal about it. Was Orta in the Premier League with Middlesbrough? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I think he was actually. I think they got relegated. There you go. He signed Rudy Gestead and yeah. someone else. Uh, I think it was. He might have come to them the season after when they got Monk in, but I so think what, he was already there. So what I mean is positive experience of being in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I honestly like I, I'm again I'm probably on my own here, but I actually don't blame him so much. I've said it before. I've always said it, and, I, and I'm not going to change now. I I like that 
18 man squad thing it's yeah it's obviously it's, it's been horrendous with injuries this season but even still you know in every game pretty much apart from Arsenal or every game apart from the Arsenal home game I think we've been able to field 11 senior first team players um so yeah we've had weak benches and you know it yeah we could have done with a bigger squad but I think ultimately it comes down to we needed a better squad and yeah, this is, you know, like I'm obviously 100% Bielsa should have stayed and I don't believe we'd have gone down with Bielsa, but yeah, he made mistakes like he, you know, trusting Tyler Roberts and even click for me. Like I think at the end of last season, there were two players that we, we should have probably looked to um, improve upon. And, you know, he was happy with Roberts as the second striker and, you know, that, that's obviously been a problem and you know without Bam, you know he's been inc- we've been incredibly unlucky but yeah for me I'm not that bothered about the signings thing I, ju- I just think that the players ultimately haven't really they've just not done it it's been a bad season we could have got away with it we might still get away with it um, but you know I don't think it was worth throwing the whole project away for but the other thing about the board I wanted to say, actually, <laughs> I've been on holiday, so I've had a lot of thinking time. It made me think, right? Like, Paul, you said earlier, you know, the first sign of trouble, they've, they've you know, got rid of him. Well, actually, like, it would have probably made more sense if they'd have sacked him when we were going through that run in the championship promotion season. We'd won two games out of 11. We'd lost at home to Wigan, at home to Wednesday. We'd lost away to Forest, away to QPR, we'd thrown away an 11 point lead. He'd already failed the previous season. Like, why didn't they sack him then? Why sack him now after he's actually proved himself in the Premier League? And especially after backing him in January by not buying anybody. And then a month later, sacking him after losing a few, you know, games against the league. That phrase in itself is kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? Backing him by not buying anybody. (laughs) Like... Yeah, you know, all that's all that's true. And if they if they disagreed with his squad size, they didn't know they they back they backed him in that thing because otherwise, the time to go should have been last summer when you or this summer, but mid season based upon the decisions they allowed him to make was with that amount of fixtures still to go after that run of games was um, baffling. Do you know? I think. Uh, it's another theory I've come up with. <laughs> uh, I honestly think that this could have been a, like an ego decision from the board, but also like just being really um, complacent. Like they looked at the fixtures. We had seven games against bottom half teams coming up. We had the players coming back. They probably thought like, you know, give Marsh a head start, bring him in now, make him look the hero, you know, get, you know, settle things down, ready for the summer. You know, they probably just thought we were going to be all right um, because, if that's not the reason, I'm struggling to think why else they would think that Marsh was going to improve upon what Bielsa was doing so quickly at such a critical stage. Like if they actually thought the players weren't good enough and the team wasn't good enough and Bielsa's taking this down, like, I don't, I don't know, I just can't believe they really thought that unless the players wanted him sacked, but I don't believe that either. So a, a rough weekend, really. A, a rough weekend for it's us. It's been great. It's been a lo- I've had a lovely time. You went to a kid's party. It must have been rough. I went well, to Venice. It was brilliant. Yeah, I saw the photos. It looked lovely. Um, yeah, Until like, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It's like getting the getting the Everton-Chelsea result whilst you're in a, a kid's princess-themed oh. uh, birthday party. 
It's like the the screaming and result was torture. So yeah, you know, I think that's the, I guess the exciting thing, and this is kind of why we ultimately why we watch football, isn't it? Is for the business end bit. You, you want it to be interesting. You want there to be something riding on it. We all know that, regardless of the division we're in next season, we're all going to go, and we're going to support the team, and we'll sing like we've done this weekend. If we like. Till we can't speak. So, where's where's the twist coming? Where's our twist coming? Everton are fined and deducted like loads of points. Because <laughs> Richardson threw a flare into a stand. Yeah, that'll do. Get a petition going. I mean, they they have been found guilty of improper financial conduct, but your pal Barney put that on on Twitter and got told to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening, Barney, grow up. We're going to win these points on the field. Uh, I think we need Burnley to lose all the games, really. I think Everton are probably just going just gonna to be all right now with looking at their fixtures. Um, Burnley's are tricky. Um, so it could at least go down to the last day. And if it, it does, then... It, it depends which Aston Villa they play. Yeah. If it's prime Coutinho, then yeah, Burnley's screwed. It's funny when we look back on it because, yeah, Villa game, we didn't turn up for. Everton, we didn't turn up for. And they would have been such big deals for us. Like, And the Leicester game as well, I know it was Marsh's first game in charge. We played really well and we should have got something out of that game. Like, And at the time, because there was a, the cushion of a few games coming, it, it felt like nothing. But really, we should, have, we should have won that. And we would have been, well in an all right spot now and you win at Everton and then you're in a really good spot. So yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Look at the teams, uh, the the form of the teams that we've played over the last few weeks, you know, even like Villa completely spanked us at Ellen road. And yeah, I mean, they're just, have, have they even got a point since then? Like they don't seem to they're still on 40, aren't they? Yeah. They beat Norwich yesterday. No, oh, that don't count, but they did lose a ton in a row. So Yeah. Dicks. Oh, dear. Since that, I mean, this is how the Premier, the Premier League, so weird, because we've ne- we're not in the bottom three, we've never been in the bottom three since the first of January in the Premier League table. We're twelfth, <laughs> like, yet we've ebbed closer to relegation. I don't get it. What's, going, what's happened? It's mad. What's it is mad. I don't know how to. I don't know how. Like, yeah, and you know, in the last six games, we've only lost to Man City. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's not. From, it, I mean, the the COVID thing this season and the way the fixtures have have ended up rumbling out have really skewed perceptions on on it because having a ton of games in hand usually isn't a good thing. But then Burnley have gone Burnalona on it, and uh, like, but without the pressure on. And with that expertise, and with the new manager bounce, and in the game, and their fixtures in those, oh, everything's just it is what it is. With us and Burnley are on a sort of level playing field now. Let's go and see. It's a straight shootout. It's just a shame we've got a week to wait. But you know, let's let's take the time to calm down. We'll contemplate. We'll come back if we give up. What we expect in the players to we're, we're going to give up, but we're going to expect them to give it their all. Doesn't seem a fair deal to me. 
We've been there the rest of the season. Where were they? <laughs> we're not giving up, are we? Well, what's that even mean? Like we can we can fear the worst, but like yeah, we're we're still gonna go and we're still gonna. I heard um, Chris Sutton slagging off Jordan Pickford today <laughs> because Pickford said that they'd inspired themselves by the performance against uh, against Liverpool in the derby last week, so they were all pumped up for it and they, this and all these things. And he was like, "Excuse me." But you should be all those things all the time. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing for a professional to say. Anyway, there we go. Uh, do we need? Do we need? To, we're not doing a man of the match. That's going to be far too hard. But Joffrey. Well, there you go. Let's crown that unanimous. Um, I don't think the defenders had too bad of a game, really. I just think they were playing against the best. And I'll. It's, uh... I'll my only thing that I'd counteract on your squad depth thing is they, they, I know that it would take years to get to that level, but the depth in those squads of a size of squad where you can rotate and keep top class players happy and they still come in and slot in and can do a job. We've played a season without a striker, another unacceptable thing. So I, I, I think it's got to be bigger than 18. It was funny seeing uh, Cresswell and, uh, Greenwood and Joffy like warming up in front of us, and then and you've got oh who's that? Oh, just Kevin De Bruyne just <laughs> yeah. warming up on you sub. Yeah, it's Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Who else was there? Um, ah, oh, yeah, some other fifty million quid player. I don't know. They brought on an old man who's retiring at the end of the season, but he's not retiring. That's not true. He's just going to leave them, I think. But he can still ping one in our bottom corner with the biggest pot shot in the world. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's my word. Is that your word? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's been one of them weekends. We just need next weekend to come and have another good go. Go to the Emirates. No one's expecting anything. One of our results needs to be Everton's Chelsea. And I'll take it being Chelsea. We'll just need to get, we just need to get something. Please. Yeah. Nothing like that. Three points could still be enough. Are we still cursed in the capital? I can never remember. Uh, No, we beat Watford. Oh, yeah, that's right. Come on. (laughs) Right. Have you two got a word? Uh, So we're just all going to have a noise. James, you got a noise? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. So on that note, go and have a good week. Take your mind off the football. Don't follow the forums. Don't read every page. Don't read all the articles about who's most likely to go down and whether they'll come back. Just pretend it doesn't exist and then come back on Saturday and uh, make sure you've got some nails to bite through. As oh, uh, I uh, I have consciously made an effort to not bite my nails anymore. I've been growing them this week and uh, leads are making it very hard for me. <laughs> but look, there's growth. Beautiful. Have you taken up guitar? Uh, I already play guitar, so, you know, my finger picking's <laughs> going to go up a notch. I'm a nose picking. This took a twist. <laughs> yeah, well, positives. Positives. Light you never end. know where you got to go. Right, well, thank you for listening. Uh, sorry about Leeds United, but, you know, at least till the world stops moving around and all that kind of jazz. Enjoy your week.
Social Podcast Network.